Are you looking to start a business? If yes, let me share my experience with you as I just finished my first year in business. My name is Chris Remedy. I'm the founder of C Squared Group, which is a restoration company. Welcome to the first episode of the Nameless Podcast. I'm just kidding. That's not the name of the podcast. To be honest with you, I actually don't have a name yet, but don't worry, that'll change. Just full transparency. And to be even more transparent, you might see me looking to the side a lot. It's because the talking points are right here. But yeah, don't worry. You know, y'all might clown me for that. But what I have to say in my defense is done is better than perfect. You're going to hear me say that some more. But remember that done is better than perfect. So I wanted to instill some things into into you guys' heads when it comes to starting a business. Well, before you start one. So number one being just do it. So let me share with you. So a few years ago, like more than like a few years ago, like I had the idea of wanting to start a business, but I always thought that you had to invent something new or like do something different. That's probably one of the dumbest things I ever thought when it came to, to business. And I say that because number two, just because there's a lot of people doing it doesn't mean you can't do it. And here's my prime example. What's the difference between CVS and Walgreens? What's the difference between Family Dollar and Dollar Tree? What's the difference between McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger King? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I say that to say, don't count yourself out because you might be going to a field where there's a lot of people doing it. Like, for example, like, Look at me. I'm in the credit industry. I'm sure you go on your timelines every day and see about five to 10 people with an ad talking about, oh, come get your credit fixed. How to fix your credit. Blah, blah, blah. Credit this, credit that. Like literally I'm walking into a saturated field. But the reason why it doesn't bother me is because there's only one me. There's only one you, which is why I'm saying don't count yourself out because there's so many people doing it. It's not, that's not what's important. What's important is that how you come into the industry and how you're going to brand yourself with something that's already there. How are you going to stand out? How are you going to be different? That's all you got to worry about. doesn't matter if there's a million people doing it because I'm sure there's a million people doing credit. And here I am, Credit Hero shirt. You see me. So don't let that, don't let that, you know, get you down in anything. But so now... We can go on to the next talking point. Like I said, done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. But please, please, for the love of God, just think it over for a second before you jump off the deep end of what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is that because, you know, social media is very influential these days. We live in a big social media age. And I know, like, I see it. So I know you see it. There's always somebody on social media talking about quit that nine to five. Why you want to be a slave for go get you an LLC. You ain't living right. If you don't got an LLC, what are you doing? Be your own boss. Don't 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 help somebody else's dream, all this and that. And I get it. I completely get it. I drank the Kool-Aid. I was like, you know what? You are absolutely right. Why am I going to do that? So. Just some background with that. So I agreed with these people. And, you know, like I said, like my business just made a one year. 
one year anniversary in business. So I guess happy birthday. But yeah, 2023, January, I started a job. It was a pretty good job. I, I was working for the state. And like about two weeks later, my business was like actually registered with the state so I could actually start doing business, right? So my business was good to go like two weeks after I started this job. And now I'm like, yeah, you know, as I keep seeing these on social media, I'm like, man, forget this job. You know, I, I, I don't need this job. Like, I didn't do my own thing. I got a business. And, you know, I guess the job was saying the same thing about me. Like, yeah, you know, forget this dude. We don't need this dude. We go out him. So uh, I got fired. I got fired. Yes. Yes, I got fired. And I was kind of stuck now because I was like, damn, so y'all just going to make me stand on business about this entrepreneur thing, huh? So I was like, yeah, am I going to get another job or am I going to, you know, double down on this entrepreneur thing? So, you know, I said, I'm going to double down on it. I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to make this entrepreneur thing go. So... That leads me now into the importance of planning. So, like I said, the business started January. I didn't get my first client until May. So it took like five months later for me to get that first client. And because of that, I'm, you know, like I don't have any clients, but I have business expenses. So I'm paying the bills of my business with money from my job, which is, that's, that's a no, like, don't do that. Please don't. As a business owner, like you should be paying yourself from your business, not you paying your business that you're not a client of your business. So yeah. But that being said, you know, like once I finally got my first client, it was two clients actually. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, like, like, this is good. Like, this is good. All right. I didn't get my next clients until October, but I got fired in September. So nine months at the job, it took me five to get my first clients. And on the ninth month, I got fired. So with that being said, you know, when it comes to business, like I was okay because like the first two clients I signed, like it was enough money to like, you know, hold me over till I got the next clients. But you want to have some type of reserve starting a business because like I said, you know, I was taking money from my job to pay my business expenses. So you want to have some type of funding available, whether it's, you know, saving from your paycheck or not, but I'm not really going to get into funding. Like I'm going to talk about all that and another podcast episode, but I just want to say it's important because I understand that not everybody is going to be like me where like, you know, they just get fired and now it's like, hey, well, I got to be an entrepreneur now. Like, you know, like there may be, you know, like might have somebody that can relate with me on that, you know, but most of the time you don't need to just, you know, run and just say, I quit, you know, leave your day job because, you know, some influencers on social media, you know, was talking that good talk about like, oh yeah, you know, like get you an LLC, get you a business. So you know, just just be mindful. Just think that through. Because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with working your nine to five while starting a business. And then when you get to a certain point in your nine to five, then to quit and just go full time with your business. There's nothing wrong with doing it like that. 
And that's the thing that we don't hear on social media. Like, there's a lot of, like, fear-mongering and a lot of just, you know, a lot of context not being given with that. Because, yeah, you know, like, it's good being a business owner. Like, let's be honest. The, the simplest benefit I can tell you of being a business owner is that the tax code favors business owners. I'm not a tax professional, but to make that even simpler to understand, just basically, you know, like, you can write off more things if you're a business owner rather than just, you know, an employee. That's one of the biggest things. But again, like I said, there's no need to rush into, you know, starting your business or going full time if you don't have to. So when it comes to the planning aspect, as we're still on this, I wanted to also say if I could start my business over, what I would do is I would start with a YouTube channel. Do I have a YouTube channel? Yes, I do. But my YouTube is very weak. It, it, it. It needs help. It's not my bad. Not that it needs help, but it's like, like I just started it in January, you know? So like, it's just, it's, it's like a newborn baby, you know? But I would recommend that every business has a YouTube channel and this is why. So in my opinion, I think every business needs a YouTube channel because it's a, it's a surefire way to get new clients. Now, what I mean by that is because people use YouTube today, like they use it like Google. Basically, they want to see how something is done or what something is in a long form video. When I say long form video, like I mean like a couple of minutes long to maybe like an hour long. Like that's what people want to see on YouTube. So let's say you're in the beauty industry, right? Like let's say you're in, you're an esthetician. And, you know, you do like waxes, facials, all that type of stuff. So let's say you have a YouTube channel, right? And somebody is looking up, you know, let's say like a specific type of wax or a specific type of facial. And your video comes up. I mean, there could be a thousand videos and they see your video. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into that keyword search and SEO. But again, that's stuff for another podcast episode. But they find your video. And they watch it and they're like, oh, okay, so so this is how she prepares this. This is how she does this. They're doing this to get this part ready. I'm like, oh, I like that. All right, that's cool. Yeah, like, like that was really good. This is their business. All right, cool. And then there's another video after that video where it's like, oh, okay. So now they have another video of you watching like the other service you offer. And they're like, wow, you know, like they do a really good job. Like, you know what? Like, I think I want to do business with them. Like, I, I got to get in touch with them. Like, I want to go to them. I want to go to this person. So it's like, okay, they just watch both of your YouTube videos. And in the little description box, you have a link that they can press that'll go to, like, maybe your website, maybe your social media, or maybe to your scheduling link. And that in itself is the importance of the YouTube channel because so many people use YouTube. It's literally, they use it like Google. So imagine more people are doing that. So like they go to your, your booking link and now you just got a client from posting two videos about something that you do every day. You do this every day, but because you decided to record it and post it, somebody was looking for it and they found it and liked it enough to want to do business with you. You just got a new client. Now imagine that happening like daily or weekly. Like imagine getting like five clients a week. You do five clients a week, that's 20 clients in a month. You do that for a year, that's 
That's 22 times 12. That's 240 clients a year. Sounds pretty good to me. So that's the importance why I think every every business should have a YouTube channel. And I would recommend if you don't have one, you know, to definitely, you know, make one. Start creating videos. Now, I want to talk about the front end and the back end systems that people may or may not have. Well, it's not really a system. It's just really like the ideology behind it. So most businesses, like what I consider the front end in business would be, okay, you have a website. You know, somebody like www, they can type that in and they can go to your website and see everything you offer, some pictures, uh, you know, some information about like your hours or stuff like that. Um, then you have your social media accounts. You know, everybody's on social media, obviously, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. And uh, then you have a logo. Obviously, you have a nice appealing logo because you want people to see like, oh, they got a really nice logo. Like what else is going on there? And that's great. But sometimes a lot of people just stop there and have that. But there's more to running a business than just those three aspects. So let's talk about some of the things that go into what might go into your back end. They might not, because depending on your industry, you might not need certain things. So let's talk about CRM. So CRM is a customer relationship manager. What is that? Exactly what it sounds like. Manages the customer relationship. Now, you know, you might think, what do you mean, like, manage a relationship? What are you talking about? You want to create a relationship so it's not just a one-time customer coming to you. Like, you want to nurture it. You want to make that relationship better. So, yeah, they might come once, but they want to keep coming back to whatever else you offer. So, let's say, for example... I use a CRM. It's a link in bio too. Say you look in the description in the show notes on this video. You will see in my the description, you'll see the link for a site called Pensite. So when you go there and you click it, you'll see a banner with my logo. You'll see a picture of me. And then you'll see my, my social media links. So all the social media links that I use. And then you'll see a link for my website, my schedule link, and then my product that I'm offering right now. It's a free product. You'll see those things. Now you might be like, why do I need that? You don't need it, but why I use it is because it helps me nurture that relationship with possible customers. So it gives me a lot of analytics tools. Like it shows me how often something's being clicked on that on that site it lets me create a order forms and surveys to kind of better figure out who is you know doing business with me like what stuff are they looking for i can do some email marketing there i can set up funnels for my products there i can do plenty of things on there that you know help my business i think one of the most important things is that when they get a product from me they have to give their name, their email, and their phone number. And the reason for that is because I want to further nurture the relationship. So once they do all that and they get the product, 
I might send them an email in like a week saying, hey, thank you again for getting this product. How are you doing with it? Like, is it helping you? Like, you have any questions about it? And then let's say two weeks later, I might send them some resources, like maybe a link to my blog. I don't have a blog yet, but, you know, speaking into existence, right? I'm working on it. And then maybe like some tips about like credit or maybe some tips where like their, their business credit or, you know, stuff like that. And then maybe two weeks after that, I might be launching a product. Let's say I'm about to launch a product and I might email that person and say, hey, you know, I saw that you picked up this last product from me. Just want to let you know I'm coming out with this new product and I'd like to give you a coupon of 25% off for your support. So now you just gave this person this coupon because they, they did business with you. You've been engaging with them and they've been engaging back with you like They've been answering your emails. They probably replied. They've been looking at your blog or whatever other resources you have. And now you're giving them this coupon. So now they're going to come back to you and they're going to be like, oh, okay, like this is nice. And it's like, oh, this is a really good product that he's offering. Let me use this coupon. And now it's like, okay, let me go back to his like website. Like, let me see what else he has going on over there. Like, let me, let me book a call with him because like my scheduling, you know, so like all of that. Is from having the CRM tool, and there's plenty, there's plenty of them out there. Like there's so many, like I can't, I can't even count. But it might be worth thinking about implementing one into your business, just because you don't want somebody to buy something from you, and let's say you don't get any information from them, like they just purchase a product, and then that's it. You never hear from them again. Well, what if you had a CRM tool? Or you at least got their, you know, their information, like their their name and phone number and email, so you could stay in contact with them. So you could send them out updates with your business, like oh, if you're doing a sale or if you're if you're just getting ready to launch a new product, stuff like that, you know. So that's why I say it's worth thinking about. It's not mandatory, obviously, and depending on your industry, you really might not need it, but definitely something to think about. And then next we have uh, software. So again, me, I'm in the credit industry. There's, there's many different kinds of software out there to perform credit repair. Um, necessary? No, not at all. But do I use it? Yes. I wouldn't dream of not using a credit repair software because what does that software do? It makes it easier for me to run my business. It's like if you're a tax professional. They have software they use to prepare taxes. If you're insurance, they have software they use to do claims and stuff like that. Like, so you just got to like be kind of conscious and mindful to see like, oh, like does the industry, the business that I'm trying to start, does it require like a specific software? That's something to really think about. So the next other than the CRM and the software, we have the most important probably. How are you getting paid? So I know a lot of business owners nowadays, like they use like Cash App, Venmo or Zelle because like it's quick, it's quick and easy. Everybody uses those. But my thing against those is that, you know, like a lot of people, they might just want to use their card, you know, and it's like you got to be mindful, too, is like when you're using those those types of apps, like you're not setting aside taxes for your business like yeah like those apps are taking a percentage but like you have to think about like the taxes and stuff like that and then also too like just making a more 
professional looking way of collecting payments rather than just saying, hey, cash at me. But I mean, it's all preference. Like you can do it. Like I know business owners that that have like an actual payment processing system. And then they also use like stuff like cash app and Venmo and all that just to create this convenience for the customer. Cause you wouldn't want to miss a sale because you don't, you don't, you don't have a way that they like to pay, but just think like as your business grows, you're probably going to want to look into actually having a POS system, which is just point of sale. Next is ads. How are you getting your business out there? Are you doing it organically where you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend? You know, are you running ads online, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, YouTube ads, or like physical marketing materials? Like, do you have a billboard? I'm sorry. I I mean honestly, like you you might you might be able to get a billboard. I don't know what what type of money your business is bringing in. Maybe maybe you can afford that. I'm be honest with you. Like I don't got a billboard. Maybe one day, but you do that. You could put like an article in the newspaper. You know, if you want to go that route, or if you're making just like flyers or passing out your business card, like you can do it like that too. But you just want to find a way because like yeah you have social media and that's a way to like you know put yourself like online because everybody's on social media but you got to think like most of the people that like follow you they are people you know so i mean granted like if you're posting like stuff and like you're going like viral or like you know do certain like do certain things where like new people are finding you like great but like you want to maximize that because like if you're just going off like the people in your area, then like you're really limiting yourself. So that's why I ask, you know, like, are you going to be running ads? Like you don't have to run ads. Like I don't run ads right now, but that's because I'm kind of like focusing like in my area of people that I can like reach, like I can physically go to. But at some point you want to consider, you know, growing from that aspect. It's not mandatory, but it's just some more to think about. So then You know, the last phase of this episode, as we get ready to close this out, what's the legacy of your business going to look like? That's something you got to think about, too. Um, What do you want it to look like in the next 10, 20, 30 years? Are you looking to be a solopreneur where it's just you running the show and you're doing everything on your own? Are you looking to turn this business into like a, a company, like where you... You know, you hire people, you have different departments doing this and that. And the third thing, you know, you could always think like, hey, I'm going to work my nine to five and run a business. You can do it like that. Do you want to pass this business on to your family or something? Or are you looking to just build it up just to sell it? Like those are all different avenues you can go through. But just think, you know, like if you're a solopreneur, right? You're probably going to end up, you know, working like 60, 70 hours a week on your business. And at that point, it's kind of like, why, why I quit the nine to five when you were doing 40? Some people might think like, what do you mean? But it's like, I say that because most of the time, like if you're doing business like that, you probably don't have systems and all types of other things in place to help you run the business much smoother. Because a lot of people, when we do it ourselves, like, like, like it's our baby. Like, we want, like, all this control. So, like, we want to be able to say, like, oh, like, this is my business. I did it from the ground up. I, 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 me, me, me. But, like, 
if you really want your business to grow into something, like you got to just learn better ways to make the business run smoother. You don't have to do it all alone. But if you want to, by all means, go ahead. Secondly, if you want to turn your business into an actual company, you know, like you got to think in the beginning stages, like, all right, how much am I putting aside from the profit I'm making? How much am I paying myself? Because eventually, if you're going to hire an employee, you need to be able to pay them. You know, like you don't want to have like a few employees and it's like, oh, you know, like the business, because I, you might be paying yourself too much or you're not putting away reserves or your expenses might be a little too high to have it come back on you. And now it's like you got people wondering, well, like, hey, like, you know, where's my check? Like these people might have families to feed or it might just be them. So you just want to make sure, like, if you are going to go that route on hiring people and like forming these departments, like. You want to make sure your business is generating enough money to run payroll, for sure. I mean, I think that hiring people can help. You don't have to hire a thousand people, but it, you know, we need help sometimes. You know, it's good to have help. Good help is hard to find, but when you have the good help, it helps. Are you looking to pass it down? Like I mentioned, you might want to, if you have like children or something like that, you know, like that's I mean, that's a conversation to talk about with somebody, not me, but me. I personally look at wanting to build the company up where I can pass it down to my family, like when I'm not around so it can still be going, you know. But, you know, to each their own, that's something, you know, you can talk to you and yours about. And lastly, looking to build the business to sell it. I mean, a lot of people do that. A lot of people have built multiple businesses just to sell them, you know, like just right off into the sunset because maybe that wasn't their goal from the beginning to always stay in business. Maybe they just wanted, you know, they got a good enough offer on a business they built up and thought, hey, you know, this is good. So those are just the things I wanted to talk to you about before you start your business because these are things that I kind of went through and experienced and had these thoughts about during my first year. So with that being said, thank you for joining me on the Nameless Podcast. Again, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to have a name. I'm going to have a name soon, hopefully by the next episode. Uh, if I don't, don't judge me, please. I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, connect with me for sure. Connect with me on social media. Um, if you look in the description slash show notes, uh, my my pen site link will be there and all my other social media accounts and um i'll see you on the next episode have a good one